Coffee with Colby, Episode 6. Let's go! Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby. It's a show about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path, preparing you for the challenges that crop up in the workplace, and balancing your career and your personal life. It's all the stuff you need to know that they didn't teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Colby Reed, and this is my show. Now, in our last episode, we talked about how to fix a mistake or a screw-up. And I gave you an example from my own background about um, you know how to fix something relatively tangible. So the example that I gave, if you haven't listened to that episode, and I do encourage you to go back and listen to episode five, was about a, a, a brief that I had written and I had made some mistakes in terms of how to update it when we got some new information from the client and my boss was annoyed. And so then how do I go about fixing that and making that uh, not be an issue moving forward? And, and that's all well and good. But one of the things that we're going to run into in our careers is moments where you you make some sort of big mistake and there isn't something tangible that you can do right in that moment to fix it. There isn't some sort of tangible path forward that you're going to be able to take to show your boss or show your team that you're not going to repeat that mistake again. Things like making a really stupid comment or you know, heaven forbid, an off-color joke uh, in mixed company, you know, something like that, Um, completely missing a deadline. Um, Maybe there's a special project that has come up that you're not going to repeat again, uh, where you make some sort of of error. Maybe it's um, uh, you're you're working as an entrepreneur or a contractor, and it's your first time working with a new client, and you make some sort of horrible mistake on that piece of business, and you don't have an ongoing relationship, so you don't have an opportunity to fix it with with that particular client or, or, or fix your reputation with that particular client. So how do we respond to that? Well, to answer that question, I'm, I'm going to go back once again into my cringe vault, and I'm going to pull out one of... One of, if not the most embarrassing moment in my career. This is this is something that I, I to this day, um, I, I, I it, it it almost makes me sick thinking about this because it's one of those things that when you hear the story, it kind of makes sense, but it's one of those things that base principles in business you're not supposed to do. It's not even like you're not supposed to do this, like. Everyone knows doing this is bad. And somehow, goody two-shoes Colby always plays by the rules. Colby always overachieves Colby did this and uh, got called out for it. So uh, in, order to, in order to tell the story, I have to start by saying that um, when this took place, I was going through a very difficult couple of weeks. My, I had a family member that I was very, very close to who died very suddenly. And we were, I think the funeral was maybe a week after this, a week before this had happened. So I, I wasn't sleeping. It was really, really difficult. And at the time, I was also suffering from some sort of illness that I, I didn't understand at the time. And uh, I would later, years after the fact, I would be diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which we're going to talk about in future episodes on this podcast in terms of you know balancing health and wellness and, and so forth and dealing with anxiety and stress and all that kind of stuff. But 
in the moment, I knew that I was I was feeling feeling pretty ugly and I was having some stomach issues. And so my response to this was to try to eliminate certain foods that I thought were were aggravating things, which included things like caffeine and sugar. I wonder if you can see where the story is going already. So I'm going through this difficult time. Uh, I've been with this company for about, I think I've been there about a year. So I had developed a certain amount of credibility uh, the, the clients understood the role that I played. It would make sense for me to be involved in some more senior decisions. And that is why I was invited to this very important client meeting um, at the client headquarters during during the week. When I say that there was an important client meeting, we had client meetings on a regular basis. Uh, we actually had an office that was right by there, uh, right by this campus and so right by the, the client's campus. And so some of our colleagues were over there on a regular basis, but for really important meetings, I would fly up or uh, I, would, I would come up and, and be on hand for for those meetings. And this was usually if we were doing some sort of big planning session or something like that. So the client, it's it's the beginning of the fiscal year. The client wants to do a big planning session, which is very standard in communications and marketing. You get together and you put a strategy on paper of this is what we're going to do this year. So they bring in our team. So it's my boss and, and, and myself representing our team. And they also bring in a couple of the other agencies that we would be working with. So we've got representatives of our graphics team. There's a film team that's there. There's a paid marketing and branding firm that's there. And we're talking probably 15 to 20 people in a conference room. And we also at this point have the entire client team in the room. So there's you know, a couple of new faces that have just been added. There are some folks that, you know, maybe I've emailed with once or twice, but really this is a group of people that I, I'm going to be working with a lot moving forward, but they don't know me. This is my first impression with them. So I need to be up there for this meeting and I am... I'm a horribly paranoid traveler. I, one of my greatest fears in life is, is missing a plane or, or missing something, either for a vacation or for business. Um, the thought of missing a flight just terrifies me. So I decide to book the earliest possible flight I can so that way if there's some issue, I can catch a, you know, a slightly later flight or get on another airline or, you know, do something so that I can get, so that I can get there. And I figure I'll, I'll land early. And what I would do is I, I'd done this before where I would fly up early and then I would sit down and either hang out at the, you know, I'd go to the office or I'd go to the client office or I'd just grab a spot at the airport and catch up on work or whatever. And, you know, have a cup of coffee and, you know, start my day. And that was my lovely little routine. So I did it again this time. However, as I mentioned, I wasn't drinking any caffeine or any sugar at the time. So I get up at two o'clock in the morning and I get in my car and I go to the airport and I get on my plane. I make my flight no problem. And I fly to the client's office and I uh, meet up with everyone there and everything's great. And we 
meet all the different other agencies that are there and I, I meet the new clients and we all go around the table and introduce ourselves and you know I'm feeling very important this is you know a big step for me I'm in the planning meeting I'm around this conference table there's important people here and uh, that's when the client says that he wants to give us a presentation and what he's done is he's pulled together a bunch of research and thoughts already on the work that we're going to be doing which is super helpful but in order to do that, he's got to project. And in this room, the projector doesn't work out the lights are on. So he turns the lights off. So I'm sitting there, conference table with 20 other really important business people. Haven't slept in a week. Been dealing with horrible, uh, horrible grief because of this loss. I have no caffeine in my system. And I was up at two o'clock in the morning. I fell asleep in the client meeting. <laughs> I was doing that that head jerk nod thing, you know, you do when you're 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 trying your hardest to stay awake and your body just physically is shutting down. So I I think I'm aware that I'm exhausted. I'm aware that I'm doing the head bob thing, but I think that I'm I'm physically keeping my eyes open. I think that no one can notice, especially since it's dark. I think that I'm okay. So we finished the presentation. We start to do the, um, we, we break out into groups. We start doing some brainstorming. I'm still just exhausted. Like I can, I can kind of tell the people that are in my group can tell that I'm, I'm pretty tired, but I'm trying to just kind of slug through and, um, the meeting breaks up three hour meeting breaks up my, my boss. I, I, I have this, this feeling in my gut that my boss knows what, what, what was going on. So I almost try and kind of give her a, an out. But one of the clients says, hey, Colby, you know, I, I got something in my, my office I want to show you. You got a minute. And I was like, yeah, sure, by the way. And I, I turned to my manager and said, did you need to talk about anything? She's like, oh, no, nothing. You know, everything's fine. She smiles. So I'm like, okay, maybe she didn't see. Maybe this isn't as bad as I thought. Maybe it's not that big a deal. So I proceed to go meet with that other client and he shows me some photos or some graphics that he had worked up in his office or something like that and uh, I go find a, a, a cubicle area that was open I open my laptop and I'm catching up on email because this was an all morning meeting this was like a three-hour meeting and um, I don't have anything going on in the afternoon um, you know I've got to get back to the airport at some point but I'm checking email and then an email pops into my inbox from my boss Two pieces of feedback is the subject line. And the first piece was, you know, something about my comments or something in the, in the meeting. It wasn't anything negative. It was just, you know, so you know, this is something you need to be aware of for next time, blah, blah, blah. Second piece of feedback. I can't remember exactly how she, how she phrased it, but she was actually very gracious. But she basically said, it's not okay to fall asleep in client meetings. Um... I understand you took a two. You, you were up at two o'clock this morning for the flight. I'd been, you know, joking with people about that earlier uh, before the meeting started. And she's like, "That can't ever happen again. This is not okay. If you need, you know, if, if we've got an early meeting and this is going to be a problem, you need to uh, be, you know, we need to fly you in the night before so that you can, you know, and get you a hotel room or, you know, we need to figure something else out because this can't happen again." I was mortified. I want that to just sink in for a second. If you work in the client service industry at all, I don't care if it's public relations or marketing or sales, 
falling asleep in the client meeting is bad, period. Falling asleep in the client meeting with the other agencies on hand that you're meeting for the first time is embarrassing does not begin to describe it. So, and at this point, you know, there isn't, going back to the the original, the original start of this conversation, there isn't going to be another one of these planning meetings anytime soon. So there isn't really a great opportunity for me to show everybody that I can stay awake. You know, this is, this is just something I'm going to have to work my way through. So, you know, I started by, by call, by, by reaching out to my boss right away and, you know, apologizing and, and laying out, you know, some of the, the factors that were involved. So she knows that this isn't, you know, it, it, it's, it's not an excuse. I'm not trying to, to get away with anything here, but this isn't something that's, that's normal. And I understand that. And there were extenuating circumstances and I feel terrible and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, is there anything I can do anything I should do? Do I need to apologize to the clients? What's appropriate here? Help me. And she says, well, you know, no, not really. You know, there's nothing you can do. Just, you know, keep it, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but you know, file it away for next time. And, you know, I'll tell you it, it, her, her instincts might've been a little off on that one because the next, uh, about two weeks later, I was up for a plan, another planning meeting. Um, this was a different client, um, but it was the same gen, you know, there were, there were some, it was the same client, but a different business group, but there was a certain amount of overlap. So, um, you know, I didn't expect to be in the same room with the same people, but I wound up being in the same room with, with at least one of these guys. And he actually remarked, like, I didn't think you were going to be back here again. Like, we kind of thought you were going to be off the team because of what happened the last time. But what was important about that was I did not let it destroy me. Um, you can, you will screw up. We've already, we've already established that. Everyone is going to screw up. I bet that you can think of four or five really famous people who have done really stupid things and have managed to rebuild their careers. Um, you know, look at, uh, look at Pete Rose for crying out loud. I mean, the guy gambled on baseball, which is a cardinal sin. And, you know, he's, he's, he's still not, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's managed to build back, uh, his public persona, his public perception, uh, look at, you know, professional athletes do it. Um, people, you know, CEOs who have to resign because their companies lose millions of dollars or are still able to get, you know, other professional opportunities. There are, there's always a future. Um, even the Biggest screw-ups rarely will mean that you have lost your entire career. What you have to do, though, is you have to evaluate how big of a screw-up it was. You have to identify, is there something you can do to fix it? And then if there's nothing you can do to fix it right then, you just have to keep putting your best foot forward. What you've done is you have effectively knocked over your credibility wall. Uh, Every good email you send, every piece of good work that you do is a brick in that wall of credibility. And we're going to talk about the importance of credibility on future episodes and how that plays into everything from promotions to raises to client assignments to, you know, work opportunities, everything. But every time you you do good work, you're building that credibility wall. And one screw up, one falling asleep in the client meeting can knock over that wall. Now, in some cases, it might just knock over a few bricks. In some cases, it might knock the wall over completely. In some cases, it might knock the wall down and then like pulverize the bricks so they physically can't be rebuilt. So you have to go out and get new bricks to build the wall. 
But the only thing you can do in that instance, and the thing that you have to do is you have to show up every day with your hard hat on and rebuild that wall. It very well may be that you were a hot shot on your team doing the really cool work and you screw up on something and you're back to doing the absolute grunt work. Um, that is something that I was prepared to do for my team. If, if I wasn't in a position to be in the strategy meetings and I needed to be the one putting together, you know, the, you know, the email lists and, you know, writing the reports and doing all the grunt background work and just kind of getting off of everybody's radar. That's something I was prepared to do. But you can recover if you just keep showing up every day and showing this was a fluke. This was one time. Six months later, nine months later, that boss actually wound up promoting me because I had demonstrated that I was able to overcome that mistake. It was a blip on the radar. I was able to just keep moving forward. What's also true is the clients we were working with underwent a a transition on their end. And so some of the people that were in that meeting uh, cycled out and some new people came in who I hadn't I hadn't embarrassed myself in front of. Uh, That's going to happen for you as well. There are going to be instances where you run into people and you you make a fool out of yourself, but you're able to recover or you're going to have an opportunity to work with other people who you maybe didn't embarrass yourself in front of. So just keep showing up with that hard hat. Keep trying to rebuild your credibility. Look for ways that you can demonstrate that you are learning from your mistakes. And I guarantee you that you will at some point overcome that mistake. So with that, that's episode six in the books. Episode seven will be coming at you before you know it. Uh, as always, would love to hear from you on Twitter. I'm at Colby Reed and uh, mentioned this at the end of the, the last podcast. But if you are enjoying the podcast, if you like the information, if you think it would be useful to other people, the biggest thing you can do to be of help would really appreciate it if you go on iTunes and give me a five star review. Um, that's how they that's one of the key factors they use when they rank podcasts, when they, uh, when they, uh, recommend them to people and so forth. So the more five-star reviews you can get, the, the more uh, chance we have of putting this information out there. As I said, from the beginning, this is not uh, this is not a new business for me. I'm not doing this because I'm trying to, you know, attract a bunch of advertisers or sell you a new product or recruit you to my sales team. I'm just trying to put information out. That's going to be helpful to the, the working community. And so if you think this is something that, uh, you've got colleagues or friends that, that they would, they would benefit from that five-star review or sharing it on social media definitely uh, the best way you can help me out so really would appreciate that uh again really appreciate you taking the time to tune in and we'll see you next time